this morning thank you thank you for your presence your glory thank you thank you thank you lord we worship you we sit under the cloud of your glory to be for our hearts to be rained upon by your rain your waters let your dew you from above fall upon our hearts this morning. Lord, we are praying for great help to feast this morning. Prepare our vessels. Strengthen and capacitate our vessels to gather waters this morning. Thank you. Thank you for we already see utterance. We see your you will provide utterance and direction and leading by your spirit. Thank you, our God. Give glory. I surrender my vessel to you. Lord, use me as you please, as you will this morning to, to speak your word with accuracy this morning. Thank you, Father. I ask for the anointing of the spirit to help to, to escort hearts and carry hearts into encounters with the spirit thank you father glory to your holy name thank you give me glory thank you jesus amen good morning everybody bless you thank you Praise the Lord. Sorry for the time. I just felt ready to minister to the Lord a bit this morning. Praise God. Um, You can just greet somebody and welcome them to God's presence today. Okay. Amen. Amen. Let's see the book of Revelation, chapter. Revelation, chapter 5. Praise God. 
verse 9, and they sung a new song. Amen. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to, to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever and the four be said amen and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever praise god amen amen, amen. amen. so this is the thank you jesus uh this is the song which broke out in heaven right after the lamb came and took the book, verse 7, see then he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps, and golden vials, that's, those are bowls, praise God, full of odors or, or, or incense, amen, which are the prayers of saints, amen. amen. And then, so they had the harps, so they had two things, they had a harp and they had the bowl or the vial. Praise God. And uh, then this song, a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us. For thou wast slain and had redeemed us. Of course, the, 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 or redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. So, of course, those people who were singing here, um, are the four beasts and twenty elders? Praise God! Amen. Please uh, don't be distracted. The four beasts and twenty elders 
they were not redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Praise the Lord. So it means that the song that they were singing wasn't their own song. But they were singing the song so that the people who own the song can hear the song and can eventually begin to sing their own song. Praise God. So the song which, okay, let's read the song. It says the song, a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue, praise, praise the Lord, and, and people and nation. And then has made unto us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And then, so they, they continued. So they, the four beasts and the 20 elders sang, 24 elders, and the four beasts, they sang, Amen. Then you now see verse 11, I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Praise God. So, so this um, power, riches, wisdom. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor, and glory, and blessing. Praise God. And so when they sang it, so you see the, the song was coming down from the four beasts, 20 elders, and all the multitudes of angels joined them. Then eventually, verse 13, every creature which is in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, Heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that seated upon the throne and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. So, verse 12 said, He's worthy to receive. Praise God. Hallelujah. To receive. He's worthy to receive. Then, verse 13. The creatures said, Be unto him. Amen. Amen. Are, you, are you getting that? So the angels, so verse 12 is a call. They were actually not directly addressing God, they were actually, it was a, it was a sound to the creatures. Telling the creatures what God is worthy to receive. Amen. Amen. And then the creatures responded in verse thirteen to the to the voice of the of the angels of heaven. Praise God. And and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such are in the sea, and all that are in them heard I saying, 
Praise God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that seated upon the throne and unto the Lamb forward forever and ever. And when they sang it, then the four and the four beasts said, Let it be so. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, now, now, of course, chapter 6 now goes on and the actual seals were now began to open in chapter 6. Praise God. Um, now, this scene is more than just singing. What they are recording here is more than just people singing. Um, maybe angels sang and then all the creatures singing. This is a, was a prophetic really a rendition or a prophetic um 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 is a prophetic dramatization of what should what the opening of the book should trigger or should cause to happen right it's the book is actually open uh for to is for to trigger a response from creatures. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The book is open to trigger a a response from creatures. Now, now the creatures, of course, they said each of them saying blessing and honor. So when is he saying? It's not just words. Now, praise God. Um, it's supposed to be more than words. Mm what the creatures are offering back to God. So when a creature is offering blessing, honor, and glory, power um, to him that's seated on the throne, what does that mean? That they are, are they blessing him? Are they adding to his honor? Are they adding to his glory? Are they adding to his power? What is the me- meaning of unto the Lamb should receive? In verse 12, should receive power. Is worthy to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. To him that sits upon the throne, right? Verse, verse 13, and unto the Lamb. So not just, not just the Lamb. It's to both of them, right? To him that sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. So it means they say God himself is worthy to receive to receive all these things, praise God. And so now this is also this is talking about something that has been is a is almost a thought. I I sense it has been around the word that has been coming to us recently. It's about the idea of of what God wants to receive back from men, 
from what, what God wants to do, what want, wants to receive back from men. We saw an allusion to, to that um, in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 mm-hmm. on Wednesday when it said that became him by whom and for whom. So by whom and for whom are all things. So that word for whom means that there are things that things are by him first, but it's by him. It's also for him. It's by him and it's for him. That thing explains, it explains in that, just that language, it explains a lot about God in terms of why did he create? Why did he bring? Why, did he, why is there the earth? Why did he create man? You know, that was the question that David was asked. And then Paul was also speaking about what is man? That thou art mindful. What is the point of man? Why do you need him? Why, then why do you visit him? Amen. So it's because of that things. It's because of things that God wants to bring forth from himself. Which he also wants to receive back. To himself, right? It's, is, is for his pleasure. Praise the Lord! It's for his pleasure. If you read in chapter four, the, the um, in when they were worshiping him, right? Let's see, chapter four. Um, verse nine, chapter four, verse nine. It says that when those beasts. Give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever. Okay, The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O, o Lord. So you see, they were demonstrating, they were demonstrating it. And then they began to say what they were now, the crowns on these elders, who put the crowns there? It's God, it's God that put the crowns there, right? Crown is, is, the, is the confirmation of development. It's a confirmation of, of start of a work. When you do a work, you crown it, right? So crowning of elders is what God put on them after God has finished their, their finished working on them, God put a crown upon them. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah. Now, you see that crown which God gave, they now they came back again, and so that crown signifies everything that they are, all of their being, all of their essence. Praise God! Hallelujah. And so, all of that, um, see that word crown. The crown, of course, the crown signifies dominion, right? It's a sign or a symbol of dominion or of a king. And so these elders were kingly beings. They are kingly angels. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so that's what the crown is, um, signifies the, the, all those things that... Uh, what God crowned them with, okay, what God crowned them with is glory and honor and power. Mm. Glory and honor and power. Those are three 
those are three things praise god that god crowns creatures with god put on them glory and honor and power so their crown signifies glory honor and power anytime you see a dominion a full dominion has those three things those are the three things that constitute a dominion is glory honor and power but it's actually power honor and glory but those angels from where they are they are they will call it glory honor and what and power praise the lord so those are the three things that constitute a dominion so they, they cast everything down so that their crown symbolizes their the glory honor and power which they which was given to them by god by the work which god has done in them but they came before his feet and they cast it down before the throne and they now began to speak and say something say thou art worthy to O lord to receive glory and honor and power why for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created praise the lord so so they were an example of what all creatures are meant for praise god so you see the reason why god develops will develop anything is because of what he wants he wants it he wants it to praise god he wants or the reason why god created is so that that creature can be a recipient of all his of all his goodnesses Praise God. It can be a recipient of all his, all, all his benefits or what he called his blessing. It, God created to bless. Amen. You know when God created and, God, and then and blessed him and said unto him. So God created for to bless. And blessing is the deposit of things. It is the giving, the bestowing of things. Praise the Lord. So, so every, every, every man is a candidate of God's blessing. God created every man to bless him. And, and, and God blesses every man so that he can receive blessing. Hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that God can what? So that God can receive blessing. Um, and this is one thing I think we have, we've misunderstood a lot about, about God. Is that we don't know what God, what is actually what is this? What is this? Wahala? What is this? What is he looking for? Mm-hmm. What is Amen? We've mm-hmm. tried to do everything. We've built churches for him. We've built. We've, we've done evangelism for him. We've given to the poor. We've done all kinds of things. But it's as if he's, he's still where he is. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And all and all those things. If people will be sincere, those things don't move God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Those things don't do what? Move don't move God. What God is, what he wants to receive are things beyond that. Yes. Praise God. Amen. So what God wants to receive are um, things that only him can give yes. to a creature. Amen. Amen. And those things, when they, are, when they have been walked walked upon a creature has received all of those things then a creature be, can begin to the creature himself becomes a gift to god 
becomes an offering to God. He gives himself to God because of what God has done to him. Praise the Lord. So, so that's what these angels are doing um, here. Um, and so when they worship, then all of the earth, all of the creatures on the earth are supposed to worship God too. In that same way. Amen. Amen. Now, but to, to get to that point, praise God, Amen. to get to that point where God can receive, if you go to chapter, um, chapter 5, verse 12, it says, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and then wisdom. You see that? And strength and then honor. And glory, and and then what? Blessing. And blessing, honor, and glory, and blessing. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, before a creature can give these things to God, um, there must be something. Something must happen. In, in verse 9, let's read verse 9, praise God. It says, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, right? And to open the seals thereof. And thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to, to God by thy blood, right? Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and then we shall reign on the earth. So, so before this can happen there has to be this redemption by thy blood okay there has to be this redemption by thy blood and, and this redemption like we said um in that first corinthians chapter chapter one we saw the redemption is the fulfillment of of all things Praise God is the redemption is the completion of all things. First Corinthians chapter one verse verse thirty. Praise God. Over let's see twenty twenty nine. It says that no flesh should glory in his presence, right? But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us, praise God, Hallelujah. of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Praise God. Hallelujah. According as it is written that he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So, and we, we did a little bit of journey. We know that this here is speaking about all things, right? Because this... Of him are ye in Christ, who of God, that word of God, what he is made of God, is made, he has what Christ received. Christ is the man that can receive everything that God has to give to men. And so, God does not receive a man who doesn't have what he has what give the deposited or 
the things that he has predestined man to have, things that have been destined for man to have, if a man is coming, God has to see those things in a man, right, for that man to be, to be, a, to be offered to God. Praise God. Now, um, this of him are ye in Christ Jesus. So, so Christ was himself was an offering. God made Christ an offering to him himself in the book of Hebrews chapter two. That's what we're saying. The journey of Christ, how God began to deal with him and began to visit him from the cradle, made him a little lower than angels, crowned him with glory and honor. Then this set him over the works of his hands. Then after all, after that, he now began to a process where he began to put all things under his feet. Amen. Um, and, and, uh, he, um, Hebrews put it this way. Um, praise God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1. Let's see. Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 1, it says, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners speak in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, right, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the world. That should make it very clear, right? So the reason why he speaks to us by his Son is because this son he has been appointed the heir of all things. Is that word heir means is the inheritor. So every speaking, every communication that he wants to do to us, wants to have with us in the last days. So there are there's the communication of the last days. No, this book of Hebrew is a letter for the last days. Praise God. And so every communication of God in the last days, he does it by his son. And he does it by his son, who is the heir of all things. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? Who is the heir of all things? So um, so when you say, of him, are ye in, of him are ye in Christ Jesus. Right, who of God? That word, who of God, is made. So that of God is made. So a man that is made of God is a man who was able to collect and to receive all the things that God has for men. Praise the Lord, and and so and what is made is wisdom, righteousness, sanctification. And then what? Finally, redemption. Are you seeing that? Now, no man, before, what made Jesus special was that what he was able to receive of God, no man could receive it. Amen. Amen. Now, and the, you saw it play out in the book of um, that Revelation chapter 5. You saw that someone was slain, Right? He was what was he slain to do? Slain. Amen. Yeah. He was slain 
to receive things from God. Let's go to Revelation again, chapter 5. To receive. Things from God. Amen. Amen. And um, the song as it were a new song saying that was thou art worthy to take the book, right? So that book, if you want to ask me what is inside the book that he took, what are the what are the things that are in the book? They are the what? The things of God, right? The things which he was slain to receive for man. Amen. Amen. The things which was slain to receive for man. I think which what he received from God are what, what what is contained in the book. Now the book contains many things. That book there is the when he, when he took the book, there is also there is the seal of the book, and then there is the content of the book. The seal of the book, and then. There is the what? There's the content of the books. What it took the the Lamb uh, and which which was Christ, praise God, to be able to receive that book for man. It was slain and to open to take the book, to open the seals thereof, for that was slain and has then done what? Redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and then what people and nation and has made on us unto our God priests and kings and we shall reign. Are you seeing that? So when he took the book and then redemption happened, then because of redemption we are now made unto our God. We are made unto our God kings and priests and we shall Lord we shall reign on the earth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this thing, um, this is a, this is a, if we go to Hebrews 1 again, we go to Hebrews 1, just praise God. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 was written in a time, you know, the journey we are journeying, what we are journeying right now, Men have journeyed, have gone to this point before. There was a time on the earth when this was the season in the church. This season that we are in right now. Season, you see what a righteousness season. And then leading into the word of God. The church was, the, these whole letters were written in such seasons. Before, and it was on the earth, the church was on the earth, praise God. Before the church went into darkness and the Catholic church came and scattered everything, praise the Lord. The, the, the church had gone through these seasons before. Those, those were seasons, I believe those were seasons initially, for, to initially for, for the purpose of writing of the scriptures. This, that, that um, praise God. Hallelujah. Those seasons happened according to... Um, well, by God's grace, for that first century 
of first generation church. Praise God. And so when you are so when you are reading this book, you can find your seasons in the book. You are this the book literally is speaking to your season. If you are when you are praise God when when you are you begin to move into this time now the book now this book of Hebrews wasn't wasn't written at the beginning season of word of righteousness. The book of Hebrews was begin as was written at the time when when the world had begun to change. The world around them had begun to change. Um, many things had happened. The world has, people have handled the world for a little bit. Some have gotten bored with it. Some have gotten tired of it. Some have gone to do their own thing. Some were just in the church, just going through the motions, right? Some, praise the Lord, some all kinds of things. <laughs> Amen. So this was, was after Paul's seasons of, of, his, of his, the main, his main season of the epistles. Praise God. When he was um, really establishing all the foundations of the word of righteousness. So this thing is just is following me. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, now when he says, God was sundry time, and in that manner speaking time passed unto the fathers by the prophets, right? But he's now saying in these last days. So the last days here coincided with the souls of this of those men who were also journeying. They had begun to, they had a sense of the last days in in them. And it says at that time that he has begun he began to speak to them by his son, whom he had appointed the heir of all things, and by whom he made the world. Right? Who being the brightness of his glory, and then the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins and sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, at, so this time, at this time, um, he, had, he began to speak to them about the kind, of, the kind of conversation that God was trying to push them into. Which is the conversation of being spoken to. By his son. Being spoken to by his son. Being spoken to by his son. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Blessed today. Thank you. Let's see First Corinthians chapter one.
First Corinthians chapter one verse verse nine, it says that, that God is faithful. God is faithful, all right? By whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise God. So that you, you are called unto the fellowship of his son. Now, fellowship has to do with words, speaking. Right? In Hebrews chapter 1, it says they are spoken to us by his son. So that, that speaking by his son is the, the words are the facilitator, is the instrument that you use in fellowship. So, when you are called into the fellowship of his son, means that they've called you to come and hear what his son is saying. To come and be hearing the voice of his son. To come and be hearing the speakings of his son. Amen. 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 Now, if you... Let's see chapter 2, Hebrews. Let's go to chapter 2. Chapter 2 of Hebrews, I'll read from verse 1. It says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them sleep. Right? For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which, is, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was conf- confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Praise the Lord. So this was before he began to say what is man and, and then later went into more details. Praise the Lord about um, the provision uh, that Jesus is. Praise God. And verse 10 said, became him by whom and for, and, and for whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of our salvation perfect. Now before then he was he told them something. First of all, you have to give the more earnest heed to the things which you have heard, lest at any time we should let them speak. So there are things which they had already heard at this point, which they now needed to give the more earnest heed into, onto. In, in verse 1 of chapter 1, he said that... Um, they in time past they had been spoken unto by they spoken unto the to the fathers by the prophets amen, amen. but in these last days he's now speaking unto us by who by his son now before the the fellowship of his son the fellowship of his son is what you are called into praise god but before that fellowship happens there is you need to, there is a, to enter the fellowship of his son, there, you need to come with a, a lot of deposits of hearing. So there are things that you've heard that, that then that you must, a more earnest heed must be given to them lest you let them sleep. Now, if you let them sleep, you fall below the conversation that is needed to access the fellowship of 
the son. Praise God. Because the son speaks from somewhere. The son speaks. The son speaks from heaven. Praise God. So the son speaks from where? He speaks from heaven. So heaven is um, heaven is the, the, the Christ. First Corinthians fifteen calls Christ the heavenly man, or they call him the Lord from heaven, right? The Lord from heaven, the heavenly man. Um, so that word Lord is like the owner, the leader. He's leading from heaven. Praise God. Now, in in heaven, or when the soul come becomes heavenly, when when the soul has become heavenly. In from a heavenly positioning of a soul, that is where this that's where the soul finds the fellowship of the son. Praise God! The soul finds what the fellowship of the son in where in the heavenly positioning. So, and what what elevates the soul to be heavenly is how much heed has been taken to the things which the soul has heard how much heed has been given to the things which what which the soul has heard will determine determines the positioning of a soul in heaven praise god amen so the lordship the word of the lord which he speaks is to raise souls up to that place. To raise souls, bring souls up. Amen. Bring souls into the heavenly arena. Where, now if you read the book of Hebrews, I don't think they are really writing this book to souls who haven't come into heavenly, there's, an, there's a heavenly flavor about, it, about Hebrews. It's not, it's not an, if you bring an earthly mind to Hebrews, you won't really understand what... You don't talk up to a, about priesthood, about high priesthood to an earthly soul, about the things of the tabernacle and all that, the sanctuary, amen, amen. details about the sanctuary, details about priestly matters and affairs. Yeah. Those are not things that you, you speak to earthly souls about. Amen. Amen. But so, but the, the one of the purposes of Hebrews is to give breakthrough into the fellowship of the Son. Praise God. The the book Hebrews is a book of the Son and His God. It's about the Son and His God. The Son and His God. That's what the book of Hebrews is about. It's a book written to heavenly men about the Son and his God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing that? If you go to Hebrews chapter 1, if you started just God who has sundry time and then began to speak, check the language. It's about the Son and God. It's about the Son and God. The Son and God. In the whole of Hebrews chapter 1, what God said to the Son, what the Son did. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. Um, so, but these, so these kind of speaking 
um, chapter 1 of Hebrews is an introduction. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Chapter 1 of Hebrews is an introduction into the world of the Son. It is actually God introducing His Son. And then He's introduced, laying out the case for the Son, showing by what authority does He have. It was, it was, I think it was later, maybe I was in chapter 12, where they now began to speak about his, his speaking. Right? Where they now began to warn people and said that they gave an example of when the Israelites were brought to the mountain. And then they now, they now said, but you are come to Mount Zion. Yes. So let's read it. If I can just read it very, very quickly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 22. See, but you are come to Mount Zion. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Hebrews 12, 22. And to the city of the living God, and then the heavenly Jerusalem. So he's t- telling the soul that ye have come unto an innumerable company of angels. You, you can't tell this to an earthly to a carnal soul. Or an earthly soul. You can't even tell this to a soul who has begun to inherit Christ, but hasn't become heavenly. Yet, a Christ who has not given heed to the words of Christ, you can't tell that so you've come to a numerical company of angels, to the city of the living God, to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn. So, in heaven, there is a church inside heaven. It's called the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. It's not every Christ that is yet written in heaven. But there is a time when there's, there's a Christ that is written in heaven. There is a, a Christ that is written. That is, and when you came to that place, you've come into a church. There's a church, the heavenly church, is a church where the, the firstborn, that's the son, the same son that the Holy Hebrews have been speaking about, as where he speaks from. That's where chapter 2 of Hebrews, sorry, verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 1 happens. When he had spoken to us in his last days by his son. So it is those people who have, who form, who have formed the general assembly, the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and then to God, the judge of all, and to spirit of just men made perfect. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? So in this, this book is about two different classes. There are those who are hearing God, who have come to God, there are also those who are who are full, who are hearing the Son. The purpose of the hearing of the Son is to hear God. You know we you know we we've demarcated it through wisdom, Christ and God, Christ and God. But you don't just jump. That Christ is not every Christ that can hear God, because Christ is a giant world of. You can bring two Christ and then you can see a great gap in stature of Christ. You can see a Christ that's not yet divine. That's more man than godly. There's, so Christ is a, is a very big arena of development. Praise the Lord. Um, but there is the, the there is in, in Christ then 
there is the place where the Christ becomes divine. That's the point where the soul has broken into the fellowship of the Son. That fellowship is a congregation. It's also a church. They call it a church here. It's a church of the firstborn. Praise the Lord. But of course there is that and 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 also you also come to unto God the, the judge of all. So somewhere this book of Hebrew also speaks about a higher conversation where um a soul can hear God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we making sense? Yes, sir. Right. Praise the Lord. But for a soul to hear God, you must have heard the Son first. Right? Because the Son is the fellowship of the Son is the introduction to God. It's how you is how you because who who is really speaking when the Son is speaking? Who is God who is speaking? But he's speaking by this by his son. Right? And that son, what that son declares is actually um is Amen. Let's see chapter 2. Let's read a bit of chapter 2. Um, he wants to bring sons to glory, many sons to glory, right? For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Now, it's not everybody that he's not ashamed to call brethren. There are people who will be very ashamed to call them brethren, and he will never call them his brethren because of that shame. Because they put him to shame. Praise the Lord. The people who you say, I'm not ashamed to call them brethren, are those who are sanctified. You get that? Those who are now, tell me who are sanctified. They are those who have come into the realm of all things, right? They have developed stature of wisdom. They've developed such a righteousness. They've come into sanctification. Then it's not a shame to call them brethren. So that point in the realm of all things called sanctification, before just before redemption, what the prerequisite for redemption is sanctification. Those who have become sanctified are members of another church. They are members of a heavenly of a of a of a congregation. Where the Son speaks. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So if you ask me who are the brethren of the Son, they are they are Christ's who have been sanctified. Christ's who have been what? Sanctified. So why why will he call them brethren? Is because he that sanctified and those who are sanctified are all of one. Now, what is that? All of one means they've come into his, the, they said of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made. So they've become all of one in that dimension of fellowship. Praise the Lord. So for which cause he's not ashamed to call them brethren, then he's not ashamed to call them brethren, then saying. So this is talking about what he says to them. Now, this place, chapter 12, is now begin to talk about the content of the fellowship of the son. The what is that 
what is that communion all about? What is the, the message? What is the conversation? He's saying unto them, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. He's saying, I will declare. So that's the son saying, praise God. I will declare thy name. Whose name will he declare? Is the name of his father or the name of God. So I will declare thy name unto my brethren. Where in the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. So of course this church, right, is not just the entire you're not talking about the body of Christ or your local church. It's not every, not every Christian who's born again is in this church. Praise God. Hallelujah. Will I sing that praise? And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God had given me. So this explains who the church is again. is I and then the children which God had given me. Amen. Mm-hmm. For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also partook of the same. Amen. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. So, but one of so one of the key things is is to enter the, this the fellowship of the Son as we are joining in Christ. We have to press into sanctification. We have to press into every soul. We must journey in Christ until we become sanctified. It is sanctification that removes, is a state where everything that makes the Son ashamed of us has been removed from us. And that is what opens the soul into a new realm of fellowship, into a new world of fellowship. Praise God. Now, that that so let's read um, first Corinthians again. Let's go back to first Corinthians. chapter 1 verse 9 of course verse 9 says God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ our Lord praise God and then if when you go back to chapter um, down to verse 30 it says but of him are ye in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom and then what righteousness and sanctification and redemption praise God so you're seeing that this that redemption part, redemption by thy blood, is is something that happens where it's in where in the fellowship of the Son. Right? It's the redemption, that thing they call redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins happens. Now it doesn't mean your sins have not been forgiven before, right? Right, we are talking about another realm where it said, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses them from all sin. That's the book of First John, chapter 1. Right, so the cleansing from all sins is, is not is, be, is, is more than the removal of sin that's occurring at different phases of wisdom, righteousness. Right, then you see sanctification. Do you get that? Then but redemption through his blood. Amen. Amen. Redemption through his blood 
even the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Um, sometimes what can, one of the things that makes us doubt maybe the level of, the level of righteousness, salvation we must have come into to be able to relate and fellowship with God is because we are not yet exposed to the, to the instrument that can get such thing done. But in other words, many of us have not begun to hear the conversation of the blood yet. We've not really begun to hear the conversation of the blood. Praise God. That the conversation of the blood, there's, it washes what? More than what? What did you just say? Praise God. It washes. It's beyond the washing of water by, of, by the word. It's, it's, the, it's blood. Praise God. That blood is able to make you clean without spot. In Hebrews chapter 9, right? Blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of the hypha, sanctified for purifying of the flesh. But how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself to God without spot, purge conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So to purge the conscience from dead works to serve the living God. From dead works to serve the living God. That's redemption. Redemption. The sign of redemption as the soul has been redeemed is that the soul now begins to serve God. To serve God. That serving of God is the highest calling. Is the highest calling. It's more than being priestly. It's more than priesthood. It's, it's called the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Right? And you see that's, that high calling. That's what Paul was. You know Paul is the one who said that. Right? I press toward the mark. And Paul by that time. When he was saying that he was still already an apostle. He was already preaching. But he said not that I've already attained. Right? I, I can I can bet you that Paul was already a Christ at that time. It was already a Christ at that time. It was not even just a baby Christ. It was he really developed, but he but he could cite the mark and uh, amen. And for him to see that mark, I believe he was already in that com- fellowship. It means the conversation of the blood had already opened up to him. Right, so he said, I don't let those things go, I leave those things which are behind. Right, and then there are things ahead of me. I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ. He was already in Christ, right? He was already, right? He had already partaken of the first calling, portion of the calling, which is being called unto the fellowship of the Son. That's the first portion of the calling, right? Being called into the first. Fellowship, according to First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine, what is it? God is faithful by who you are called into the fellowship of His Son. You are called into that fellowship, but in that fellowship of the Son, that's where His soul receives the high calling of God. In that place, that's where, that's where, Jesus Himself, Jesus Himself, at some point, he, when He broke into that fellowship. 
with the father. When he was fellowshipping with the father. And he broke into that fellowship. Because that fellowship is with the father and the son. Praise the Lord. That was when he was called of God and high priest. According to the book of Hebrews. No, and that honor, he said, no man taketh his honor upon himself. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Amen. So he was called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, right? Yeah. So his soul does not receive high priestly calling. Mm-hmm. Just from, just that, oh, you are developed to a level. You are a Christ. Mm-hmm. He doesn't put, put you in a place where you receive a high priestly calling. Mm-hmm. Where man is, is, a man is called to be a high priest is in this world, this realm of fellowship. In other words, high priests are taken from sons, people who have, who have already come into the fellowship of the son. Praise God. So Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Um, okay, should be rounding up now. It says, um, Therefore, why therefore? Because the verse before was speaking about your salvation. Mm. Right, that you have ministering spirit that sent forth to minister to those who will be heirs. Who shall be heirs. Praise God. Of what? Salvation. Then, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the, to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them sleep. So it's possible to let what you have heard sleep and not take heed to the things which you have heard. So whenever you are not taking heed to the things which you have heard, you slide backwards. You can slide backwards even in your Christ course and in your Christ journey. It's hidden to what you have heard that takes you further in Christ. Hidden to the things which you have heard. Heed. To the things. What does it mean to take heed to something? You've already heard it, but now take heed to the things. That word taking heed to me, I just feel it means um okay, one way I can say maybe hearing it again and again inwardly and then being obedient to it, submitting again. Heed taking heed means like hiding, coming under. Those things. Sometimes you have heard things, but you left them. Yeah. You are not under them. You are not. You, your soul. You took off the grip of those things from your soul. Mm-hmm. Means that you don't let them. They are not controlling you anymore. You heard them, but you left them. Stop controlling you. So you act outside the things which you have heard. Now, when you are doing that, you are breaking the cause of your advancement in the spirit. And 
what will happen to such a soul is that you won't you won't come into that fellowship of a son. This is one of the main purpose of the book of Hebrews is to help people to help Christ's Christ, holders of the word of righteousness, to help them, those who have become dull of hearing, according to the book of Hebrews, like those things which should be hearing. It got to a point where one of the things that he said is that they are not there are things that I can't speak to you particularly, of whom we have men things to say. But how, now who is that? The high priest. When he mentioned Melchizedek, he said this Melchizedek now, this high priest, which should be the conversation of, of this congregation. But because you are dull of hearing, right, they have many things, but they are hard to be uttered. Why? Because uttering lands on vessels. Right. So, so the, the purpose to me, this book of Hebrews is a correction book. It's a book they had to add at the end of the epistles of Paul. Right? Word of righteousness. You have to put this at the end because you need this, uh, this book to connect the end. It corrects the errors of souls that are joining in Christ but who have begun to have forgetting a lot of things, who, are, who have gotten distracted, who have what, not taken heed to the things which they have heard. He gave up. Read the book of Hebrews. It's warning. It's, this is not warning for unbelievers. It's not warning for unserious Christians. It's not warning for those who are just beginning to hear what the righteousness. This is warning for people who have heard and heard and heard and heard and heard, and it's getting time for to enter into salvation. Time. That's why he now began to bring about warning. Chapter four is warnings about. Those who you give examples of the Israelites, right? They develop an evil heart of unbelief to depart from the living God. Right? The word that they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. They stopped mixing the word with faith in them. That heard it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. There's, a, there's, a, there's an expectation. So, the devil would like to make you feel as if, ah, we've had all these things, revelation and all that. So, what's next? What, do, what else should we now do? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But, uh, and the devil can do it. The devil is a very bad, evil being. The devil, if in, in one city, even in one nation, in one continent, people are joining this kind of journey, it can change the whole climate of everything. It can tamper with things. It can, there's, there's no limit to what he will do. It's just to shake souls off their cause. One of the things that he does is that he, he, he tries to take away the enjoyment of the path. He wants to tamper with the the joy, enjoyment of the path distract the souls yeah. from are you getting me mm-hmm. to douse the energy yeah. and and when and when such season and god will not tell him don't do it yeah. right god will not stop him from doing that 
Because God will allow it because those things, they are to try the hearts of those who are journeying. Yeah. To try the hearts of those who are those who are journeying. Amen. Some there are some the soul can get to a place and maybe there's another there's a level to climb to. You see it. But the soul is just unwilling to climb there. You're just unwilling to you're, you are you've been hearing here. You are willing to hear at that higher level to make the journey. Praise God. And the the level someone who has been hearing Christ and hearing Christ and hearing Christ, after a while you need to now begin to hear conversation about the name of God. The name of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And to connect that place, Satan makes souls lose interest at that point. So, there's a need to remind souls to give the more earnest heed to the things which they have heard, lest they let before they at any time let them sleep. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, we give glory to your name. Bless you. Father, we're praying that you come and elevate our hearts. And... and, uh, we pray, Lord, for let there be a shift on the inside of us um, for, for pure alignment, full alignment, total alignment uh, to your voice, to your words, to your speaking to us. Lord, I ask for more increase of strength, Father. Thank you for grace that comes from above. Thank you for strength that comes from heaven. Thank you because you you can endow every heart with strength, more strength, more grace supernaturally. Lord, I pray for, let this time, this season be a season where you begin to perfect things that are lacking in our faith. I ask, Lord, that you come and bring repair Come on, fix things, Lord. Anything that needs to be shored up and that needs to be helped within us, I pray, Lord, that we'll find such help in the name of Jesus. Lord, you have called us into the fellowship of your Son. Lord, we're praying that you will not, we will not fall short of it. Amen. Father, we are, are praying that let there be a constant increase Amen. in our hearing. Amen. Father, a constant increase in 
your dealings, Lord, spiritually within our heart. Thank you, our Father. We want to come into all things. We want to come into everything that your Spirit has for us. Our God, we ask that none of us will fall short. None of us will fall short. None of us will fall short. For there are many of us who are going through a, a trying period, a difficult period. If trying, see, we know that these things are bound to come. They are part of the path. Father, I ask that for such souls you will bring strength, Amen. you will bring forth encouragement, Amen. you will bring forth grace. Amen. Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I ask that nobody will fall by the wayside, Amen. and no one will fall away. For Father, your mighty hand, your grace, Lord, will cover every soul. Amen. Lord, thank you. We give all the glory to your name. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth.